You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today. Hump Day, October 2nd. I'm Donald Ware. Got a lot to get to on today's program midweek. So we sort of start to transition into week six of the HBCU football season. A couple of notes from the MEAC Coaches Conference call on yesterday. Howard quarterback Kalen Newton has put his name into the transfer portal to be to transfer out of Howard. As I mentioned on Monday's HBCU Football Daily Podcast, I wouldn't be surprised to see him at William & Mary, and he's going to redshirt this year. So basically, he can play. He played in three games this year. He did not play um, in Howard's game against Bethune-Cookman on Saturday. So he's played in three games. He's able to redshirt this year, should be able to anyway should be able to redshirt and then play in 2020. Again, don't be surprised to see him at William & Mary playing for Mike London. I don't have anything concrete. That's just just, just me talking, just my thought. You, you play with a guy for two years, you have success, and um, Newton had a lot of success. I think he, you know, I think he, as a rookie, he took the MEAC by storm. I think... If you look at the, if you just look at the numbers, I think he had a, maybe you know you could argue, ah, well, he, he basically he had, if my memory serves me correctly, as a rookie, 15 touchdowns to 14 interceptions, something like that, and then last year it was like 21 to 17. The completion percentage was slightly higher, He's completing right at 51 percent of his passes, so that needs to come up. Um, so I, I don't know a whole lot about this particular story in terms of why Kalen Newton is deciding to go to the transfer portal and to uh, to to transfer from Howard. I have heard uh, speculation that perhaps with Ron Prince coming in as the new head football coach uh, there at Howard, it, it may have been a situation where it was uh, a situation where, you know, listen, this is how I'm going to run the team. Uh, it, it doesn't matter what happened before. And, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, maybe Kalen Newton wasn't Ron Prince's guy. It wasn't, you know, Mike London came in. He had some cards that he was dealt. He decided to roll with what he had. Kalen Newton was absolutely successful. And for two seasons at Howard, again, maybe Ron Prince decided, you know, if you're going to be here, this is how we're going to run things. And maybe it didn't cater um, to what uh, Ron Prince was looking for. So ultimately, uh, as a matter of fact, if you look at Quentin Williams, who is the quarterback, now the quarterback for Howard, completed 21 of 35 passes, 179 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. So we had a pretty efficient day if you look at it from a numbers perspective. 35 passes attempted 179 yards. You know, maybe he that's his guy. And ultimately, 
Kalen Newton decided to uh, to transfer. And, you know, this he's a high-profile guy. Like, he's Cam Newton's brother, but he's helped to make a name for himself. He's a high-profile guy transferring out of Howard. Um, we have yet to see uh, Jaquez Ezzard play this year. Kyle Anthony has sort of been the workhorse from the receiver aspect for Howard. So it's an interesting dynamic on the conference call. He was asked, meaning Ron Prince was asked about the Kalen Newton situation. He didn't address it. He he addressed it, but he basically, in essence, said it was, you know, it was Kalen Newton's decision that uh, he wanted to transfer and that essentially Howard was going to play with what they had. And, you know, he was pleased with the way uh, that uh, Williams w- was developing. As a matter of fact, to the point, I mean, Williams is his recruit, and he mentioned it on the conference call when he answered the question about Kalen Newton in the same sentence, or the same, not the sentence, but in the same answer, what he said was when he got the job at Howard, the first place he went to was Williams's home. That is what he said at the, in the press conference. The first place he went to was Williams's home. It's something that he saw on film from this young man. That was his guy. He's going to be the guy moving forward for Howard. Meanwhile, Newton is out, and it's another high-profile uh, guy uh, player from Howard that enters the NCAA uh, transfer portal. I mean, you look at the Howard basketball team. They've had a couple of guys Uh, high-profile guys, Cole more recently, that have transferred out of Howard. Not a good look uh, for the Bison. And and, and, and it's different reasons why student-athletes do these type of things. I thought it was interesting on the conference call, the SWAC conference call, on Monday when um, Connell Maynard, the head football coach at Alabama A&M, was asked about it. And uh, he, he, he essentially said, and I think it's just different. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he, he knew the circumstances behind be, be uh, with respect to Kalen Newton, but he said, you know, basically that the players today are selfish. That's what he said in terms of uh, transferring out. If you remember when uh, Connell Maynard played, he started out at Winston-Salem State, and, and this is was the case. He made mention of this, but it was the case. He transferred from Winston-Salem State to North Carolina A&T because Bill Hayes, uh, became the head football coach at A&T. He had played for Bill Hayes at Winston-Salem State. So that's why he transferred, understandably. Different circumstances for different guys. This is an interesting one. It bears uh, to be watched. Howard has not won a football game all year. I had Howard as either the number two or number three team preseason-wise in terms of winning the MEAC this year, Howard hasn't won a single football game, and it hasn't necessarily been the offense. It's been the defense that has not come through for the Bison this year. So we'll definitely see how things play out with Ron Prince and the Bison moving forward. As a program, um, it, it, when you look at Mike London in his first year in 2017, almost, I mean, ha- almost won the MEAC title. Did not play North Carolina A&T that year. The Aggies went uh, undefeated, and Howard only had one loss on the season. The next year, uh, five and six still. When you think about Howard football and where it was, not a bad season when you compare it to some other seasons more recently as it relates 
to the Bison. So we're going to see how things play out in Washington. Let's take a look at the box to row scoreboard for week six. Lincoln of Missouri going to be on the road taking on a very tough Pittsburgh State team, a perennial power that is an MIAA matchup. Central State is hosting Edward Waters. Speaking of Howard, Howard and Harvard get together. You don't see that a whole lot. And that, that that's an interesting ball game. You're talking about two intellectual institutions that are more known for academics than the institutions are known for athletics, but should be a fun football game. The game is going to be played in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Johnson C. Smith going to host Lincoln of Pennsylvania. St. Augustine's going to host Elizabeth City State. Virginia State and Shaw should be an interesting matchup. The game is going to be played at Virginia State. Shaw uh, coming off uh, obliterating uh, basically Edward Waters last week. They came off a good week, a couple, a good win a couple of weeks ago against Chawan. Virginia State three and one on the season right now. Shaw is two and two. This is this is an intra division matchup in the CIAA. But again, as Shaw continues to build its program, these are the type of games they need to win at least be competitive because it's intra division. You can win all of your Southern, well, in essence, you can win all of the Southern division games and win the South. Um, you got to win one of those conference games they already have against Chowan. But if you then now, if Shaw wins all of its Southern division games, they would win the Southern division. But this is another game where Shaw either has to win or at the very least play well against a Virginia State football team that is playing well also. West Virginia State hosting West Liberty again. West Virginia State 3-1 and on the season, 3-0 and in Mountain East play as West Virginia State looks to stay atop the Mountain East. Very hot football team right now. Great program being built by John Pennington, the head football coach there at West Virginia State. Alabama A&M playing Texas Southern. That's an interesting matchup because Alabama A&M is going to have to bring its game from the defensive side, Texas Southern, not very good uh, defensively, but their offense is really, really good. So Alabama A&M has a solid football team. Um, and Connell Maynard mentioned uh, inconsistent. Win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one. They're three and two on the season. Probably the Boxer Row National Game of the Week is going to be Alabama State and Alcorn State. The game is going to be played in Montgomery. This is a game that could show who would win the SWAC's Eastern Division. Alabama State playing well. Alcorn State is playing well also. We'll talk more about that game on tomorrow's Box to Row HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Langston going to be on the road taking on Lyon College. Texas College is on the road taking on Wayland Baptist. Fayetteville State is hosting Chowan. Florida A&M is hosting North Carolina Central. It's homecoming. They're in Tallahassee. Both teams playing right now. NCCU has won two straight games. Florida A&M has won three straight. This game goes a long way towards these teams staying at the top of the MEAC. Again, one loss. You may not win the MEAC this year with one loss. It's very, very possible. Hampton at home opening up conference play in the Southern Conference, or excuse me, in the Big South Conference against North Alabama. Morehouse is hosting Kentucky State. Norfolk State hosting North Carolina A&T. 
Winston-Salem State hosting Bowie State. That's a big matchup. Bowie State, one of two undefeated teams in all of HBCU football. Meanwhile, Winston-Salem State is looking for some wins. Arkansas Pine Bluff, it is homecoming there in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, as the Golden Lions looking to rebound from the loss last week to Southern. They host Lane. Mississippi Valley State, also homecoming in Edabena, Mississippi, hosting Virginia University of Lynchburg. Miles is hosting Clark Atlanta, Bethune-Cookman hosting Morgan State. Livingstone, the other undefeated team in HBCU football, is hosting Virginia Union. Uh, listen. Livingstone don't want to take anything away from the Blue Bears at 4-0, but this is going to be a big-time matchup, the stiffest competition that Livingstone would have faced so far this season. Virginia Union wanting to get that conference win to stay atop the CIAA's Northern Division. Of course, we're still early in CIAA play. Albany State is going to be hosting Tuskegee. Big-time football game always is. When you look at the last 20 years, in the SIAC, uh, these are, are the two best programs. If you look at the last 10 years, then you got to throw Miles, of course, in there as well. Three SIAC championships. This should be a good game. I, I'm not sure if it's a preview to the SIAC championship game, but certainly both teams want to get the victory to stay, uh, to stay in contention in respective divisions. Another intra-division game, this one in the SIAC. Allen's going to host Middle Georgia State. Jackson State is hosting Grambling State. The Tigers are struggling right now, losing in the, uh, of course, in Indianapolis uh, against Kentucky State, but Kentucky State is a good football team. Tennessee State's on the road, taking on Jacksonville State. The Tigers of Tennessee State struggling right now. Savannah State on the road, taking on Charleston Southern. Delaware State going to be hosting South Carolina State, and Fort Valley State is on the road, taking on Florida Tech. That's a look at week six of the HBCU football season on tomorrow's edition of the HBCU football daily podcast. I'm going to break down the box to row national game of the week as Alabama state is going to be hosting Old corn state. And remember yesterday talked about it extensively. Who's going to be the starting quarterback. We'll see if we know at this point or at this time, if it's going to be Felix Harper or if it's going to be Noah Johnson, the starting quarterback for All Corn State. Talk with you tomorrow. What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song. I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how do you